Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. This is WSBT's Community Update on 96.1 WSBT. Good morning, I'm John Hoffman. First, a look at local health officials' reactions to the lifting of face mask mandates by the Centers for Disease Control. Leanne Tokars talks with St. Joseph County Deputy Health Officer Dr. Mark Fox on WSBT 22's First in the Morning. Big changes happening with the CDC's new guidance on masks. The health department is no longer enforcing the mask mandate. Question for you. Why that decision with only 38% of people fully vaccinated in the county? I think the, the CDC got the science right. It's safe for fully vaccinated people to interact both indoors and outdoors without masks. At a policy level, it becomes really difficult to, to implement, whether it's for a store or at the level of the county or the state. And so, you know, without a state mask mandate, and with the CDC guidance at a local level, just at a practical level, it seemed like the rational thing to do was to remove the mask mandate. But it's really predicated on the honor system, and we're asking people who are yet unvaccinated to continue to wear masks. The challenge is that honor system is going to fail us because there are a number of people who are unvaccinated who won't follow that guidance, and that puts all of us at risk. Yeah, that has to be a big concern. So as a parent, I guess my big question, is it safe for me to, I'm vaccinated, but my children are young and they're not vaccinated yet. Is it safe for me to go to a store that doesn't require masks with them, with me? So I would recommend that they wear a mask. I'd, I will still wear a mask for the time being because as you said, less than 40% of people in St. Joseph County are vaccinated. So if I go into the grocery store or to church or wherever, six out of 10 people are unvaccinated. And so the safest thing, even though I'm fully vaccinated, you're fully vaccinated, is to continue to wear a mask in that setting until we get further down the field. What has been the response to children as young as 12 getting the Pfizer vaccine? Are you satisfied with the number you're seeing sign up and walk in to get the vaccine? As we expected, yeah. In the first few days, there you know, has been pretty good uptake among you know, teenagers who were eager to get the vaccine or their parents were eager for them to get the vaccine. It's a relatively small number. I mean, that population is probably 15 or 16,000 kids in the county. And we knew that we would have kind of this bolus of people who were really eager, but we've still got a lot of work to do among the wait-and-see families and how do we encourage the wait-and-see families to to go ahead and get vaccinated. Yeah, what are your advice for those parents who have that mindset that they just want to wait? You know, I would encourage, honestly, to look at the Notre Dame dashboard of cases. You know, Notre Dame finished their vaccine clinic 10 days ago, so everyone, uh, the students all got their second doses. They've had no cases in the last 10 days. Um, You know, so really dramatic, pronounced impact on cases on campus, which is great news for them, but I think people need to acknowledge that and embrace it and see what it could the impact it could have for our county. Are there any plans to reach out to the younger kids specifically to get them the shot? You know, we're 
in discussion with the schools to see what's the best way to reach that population. We're so late in the year, it's going to be hard to get two doses in in time, and we need parental consent. So there are just a lot of logistical challenges there. Um, and it's a lower risk population. So we are doing outreach. We'll do a pop-up clinic in Walkerton at the end of this week on Friday, um, and then also some outreach in both the black and the Hispanic community as well. Yeah, we've seen a, a big slowdown recently in adults getting vaccinated. Have we had any improvement in that? Not really. I mean, most of the bump that we saw last week was from the, the adolescents getting vaccinated. So okay. we have still seen, you know, in the adult population, a tapering off. Okay. And there are talks of going into workplaces and churches and, and zip codes where the vaccination rates are lower. That's the plan? Or? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Okay, good. Hospitalizations in Indiana last week said the COVID patients, 99.3% of them were unvaccinated people. Now, with this new mask guidance and we're dealing with a nursing shortage, are our hospitals prepared if they do see an uptick in cases? I think our hospitals are, are still in reasonable shape. Our cases have been low. It's just the proportion of those cases have have all been in unvaccinated individuals. So again, it speaks to the efficacy of the vaccine, why it's important. Unfortunately, I do expect to see some increase in cases as people will act, you know, inappropriately based on the lifting of the mask mandate. You know, unvaccinated people going unmasked in large public settings is going to put people at risk and will raise our cases. Yeah, this appears to be, though, a game changer for a lot of events, concerts planned for the summer. Um, of course, Notre Dame football is in just a few months. And with more people being vaccinated during that time before it starts and it being outdoors, I mean, the big question, do you see us having a normal Notre Dame football season? Uh, to be determined yet, so we're still talking with them. Again, I think outdoor events are much safer than indoor. So uh, I think for the summer festivals and things that you talked about, I think that will look much more normal. And the fact that some unvaccinated people will be unmasked there probably doesn't dramatically raise the risk. When you get you know, a really dense crowd, it certainly increases the risk. Um, but outdoors, the droplets disperse pretty quickly, generally pretty safe. It's the indoor gatherings that still pose the greatest challenge. Okay. All right, Dr. Fox, thank you so much for coming in this morning. Dr. Mark Fox on WSBT 22's First in the Morning. Dozens of teachers demonstrated last Monday night outside the South Bend School Board meeting. They're protesting a proposal that would have teachers work longer days without additional pay. The union representatives meet with the school corporation administrators at least once a month. And in their meeting last week, the district proposed the idea of having teachers stay an extra 40 minutes for four days a week. Now the district says that they want the teachers to have that extra time to be used for collaborating on com and on common planning with other teachers. And they say research shows that that daily time can help improve student achievement and ensure that there's equality and equity among the different classes in a school. That extra time would be mandatory for teachers. But teachers today lined up to tell stories of how this pandemic year has already been extremely tough for them. They say having that extra time without extra pay takes advantage of them and the discussion about the extra time you know it isn't finalized right now but the school corporation is hoping that they can make it final by the end of the school year and it would be implemented starting next year in the fall it's been a very tough year as you know for everyone 
and our people need to breathe, they need to reset. We have a lot of new initiatives coming, and our teachers do believe that adding time to their day is not in the best interest of anyone. I want them to clearly understand that we know what we're asking, and we are asking them to do more. But also, I have to take a look at our current student achievement scores, and we have to realize that we have to work smarter. And what that looks like is us putting our our heads together through collaboration, through common planning, and being able to plan effectively. Now we heard some really, you know, heart-wrenching testimonies from stressed out teachers that came to spoke to the board. And after they spoke, several board members, you know, stood up and recognized them for their hard work. Um, board members Stuart Green and Aletha Jones actually said that they supported smaller class sizes, which was another thing that teachers were asking for. As for their pay, right now they're locked into a two-year contract with the union and the school district. So any pay negotiations and raises would be negotiated coming up in September for a new contract that would start in the 2022 to 2023 school year. WSBT 22, Selena Guevara reporting. The St. Joseph County Public Library in downtown South Bend is looking a lot different these days. The $40 million construction and renovation project is a public and private partnership between the city of South Bend, the library, and the community foundation of St. Joseph County. WSBT 22's Kristen Bean spoke with the library's Jennifer Henneke on site this week. This project is massive, and now that the largest part is up, you can really get a better idea of what it will look like when it's done. Crews are right now in the midst of renovating the inside of the main library and constructing the brand new Community Learning Center. This is a public and private partnership between the City of South Bend, the library, and the Community Foundation of St. Joseph County. So all three floors inside the main library are being renovated. When that's done, there will be lots of changes you'll see, including the children's area will now be on the first floor. And then outside, there's going to be a green space and a coffee shop where the staff parking lot used to be, so that will change. And then the Community Learning Center, that's this big building out here, will help activate the block more effectively and allow people more places to gather. On this far end right here is a 250-seat auditorium that is being constructed, and actually they're laying some of the slab for that right now, so it's pretty exciting. Um, and that's going to be concerts, lectures, it's really going to bring, um, we just didn't have a capa the capacity um, to do events like that at the old library. So this is going to like allow us to partner with different um, organizations in new ways and, and just bring a, a new life to this block. Where all the gear is, where all the machines are, where all the stuff is, that is soon going to be that outdoor green space area. So this area totally changing. The main library has been closed during this time. Much of that stuff moved to the Keller Park branch and the Old Brown School. That'll be moved back eventually. And all of this is expected to be done and open by this fall. WSBT 22's Kristen Bean reporting. More children have recently been coming into foster care. During the shutdown at the beginning of the pandemic, many trusted adults, like teachers, couldn't report issues to CPS. But as things have opened up, more calls for help have been coming in. Rachel Hallecky is the Regional Director of Benchmark Family Services in Mishawaka. It provides therapeutic foster care services for higher-needs kids. Hallecky says in the spring of 2020, it was eerily quiet in terms of requests to get kids into foster homes. But she's learned that hasn't been a good thing. We've saw more like abusive situations than we had even in the past. Um, 
um, more calls for, about kids that were in the hospital, things like that. That's part of the reason why she says there's a huge need for foster care parents to step up and support these kids, always, but especially during National Foster Care Month. I would say that need has just continued to increase um, as far as the need for, for foster homes to provide care for especially the sibling groups and the teenagers. Hallecky says Benchmark Family Services is interested in working with adults who are interested in beginning the fostering process. These are the basic qualifications. You're 21 and older, you can provide a safe and stable home, you're financially stable on your own, and you can pass a background check. After those boxes are checked, you can start free training. The training is one of the biggest pieces. There's about 24 hours of training that we provide for you. We're offering that all virtual right now, so you can um, jump online from home and get the training from home. Then there's a home study process and paperwork. The licensing process generally takes a couple months. Hallecky says they'll be with you every step of the way to give you the support you need to address your anxieties and uncertainties so you can help the children succeed when they're in your care. We always hear that a lot of times fear holds people back. A fear of I would be too attached or um, it would be too hard to say goodbye, things like that. Um, and I would say that if that is you, then you're exactly who kids need. Benchmark Family Services' Rachel Hallecky with WSBT 22's Caroline Torrey. A Clay High School teacher who recently allowed an anti-abortion speaker in his health class was reinstated last week following an investigation. The South Bend Tribune reports school officials confirm he was returned to his class Monday, but would not comment on whether their investigation found any wrongdoing. They say it's a personnel matter and not subject to public disclosure. The speaker's appearance came to light after Right to Life Michiana posted information about it on social media, triggering many comments both praising and condemning the visit. The school district said future visits by spokespeople from both sides of the issue are welcome as long as procedures are followed and parents are notified in advance. Graduating seniors from John Adams High School in South Bend walked the halls of their former middle and elementary schools last week, both for nostalgic reasons and to help motivate younger kids to stick with their education. A trip down memory lane for graduating high school seniors in South Bend. The class of 2021 walked the halls one final time at elementary and middle schools in the district. This tradition is meant to inspire younger students to stick with their educational careers. This year has been challenging for students who weren't sure if they'd even be able to have a graduation because of the pandemic. We spoke to two grads who say even though, even through the pandemic, their triumphs have made it worth it. All of us, me and my fellow classmates of 2021, um, we all thought that we weren't gonna make it, but here we are, we made it. We just kept going forward and didn't stop. You have to find something to motivate you. You have to find something that makes your heart beat to, to really get ahead in life. As for plans after graduation, Jose says he will be studying at IUSB with the goal of becoming a firefighter, and Essence will study at Ross to become an EMT. WSBT 22's Todd Connor reporting. The views expressed on WSBT's community update are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the views of the host, WSBT Radio, its staff or management. Join us again next week on Community Update on the Sports Leader, 96.1 WSBT. 
Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 